With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvard, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With you as always for another episode of the Steelers preview. I apologize for the start but honestly this is the first time in two weeks that we've had all three of us back on the air it's myself dave Schofield, and brian davis and some of the stuff that gets talked about before we go on the air is so dumb yet so funny and a part of me wants to include that sometimes but it's a good thing that we're not all i gotta say is this here in the mid-atlantic region today was an absolutely gorgeous day um i'm not going to work tomorrow I'm taking the day off. I have a three-day weekend ahead of me. It's beautiful weather. I'm in a great mood. The Steelers roster is starting to take shape, and I actually like the way it's heading. We'll talk about that and more today on the show. Let's bring in Dave Schofield. He's back from his pina colada hangover. Dave, how's it going? Happy Pie Day, everybody. Oh, gosh. The nerd stuff started already. <laughs> it's, it's going well. It's <laughs> it's nice to be back. Well, it's nice to be back with the show. It's not nice to be back as in out of the, the, the super warm and most importantly green atmosphere of the southern United States. I really miss green in this area, but uh, I'm ready to talk some Steeler stuff. I like how things have been going here the last few days. All right, Brian Davis, what's up? Well, not only is it Happy Pie Day, which I, I'm really upset I would have consumed an entire pie. I didn't really know. But if you put a mustache on that symbol, you've got Magnum P.I. So there you go. And it's a Thursday night in the 80s. Thursday uh, night meant geez. Tom Selleck, Thomas Magnum, the best show ever. 
There you go. So yeah, um, happy, happy Thursday to you. I'm feeling good about the new league year already. We've been talking about too much math stuff already. I'm about to peace out of this show. If we're gonna, if we're headed down this path, I'm done. You all can take over, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> but for me, uh, let's talk football. That's a little bit more up my alley. What we're going to do is we're taking a look back at the week that was. So the last time that we were on the air it was just Brian and myself, and we talked about Marquise Pouncey and Ramon Foster getting their extensions, BJ Finney's tender, all that stuff. We're trying to talk about now stuff that's happened since then. And I'm going to throw it to my co-hosts and let them pick out a few things that they really, really liked from this week so far. And then we're going to go with some things that we didn't like afterwards. So Brian, we're going to start with you. You're the veteran here compared to Dave. Um, which move, signing, extension, whatever you want to call it, were you the most happy with so far this week? Well, it was going to be um, a DM, Daniel McCullers, but I really <laughs> I really couldn't go that far. Now, oh, um, Dante Moncrief, another DM. Um, that's a pretty good signing. This guy, I really don't, I still don't know all the, uh, the financials on him, but uh, he's, comes with pretty good value look this guy's six two he ran a four four coming out of college um about five years ago he could take the top off the ball i mean take the top off the defense gives a chance for juju to be a true number one that's why i'm liking this deal so i'm glad they brought dante moncrief in when when uh the quarterback there andrew luck was healthy those guys, uh, those guys look pretty good together. Um, even two years ago with Jacoby Brissett, the guy caught seven touchdowns. He embarrassed Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh defense, uh, in a late November game last year with with a beautiful touchdown. Um, I'm thinking this guy could really be a good acquisition, and so this is a part of the of the Cedric Wilson days. And the reason I mentioned Cedric Wilson is everybody was all bent out of shape in 2005 when Plexico was gone, but they brought in a, you know, a lesser known guy like Cedric Wilson and really helped do the trick. So let's hope it goes in that direction. Jeff, Dave. All right. So Dante Moncrief. Um, I, I will say this before we go on to Dave is a lot of fans have been saying, look at his stats last year. It was the, he just wasn't that good. His quarterback was Blake. Bortles, folks. Blake Bortles. My gosh, how can you come? How can you say that any receiver with Blake Bortles as their quarterback is good, bad, or indifferent? It's just really you just cannot use that as a measuring stick. Go back to his Colts days, much, much better. Trust me. Um, and I'll be honest, Daryl called me out. He said, Jeff, a couple weeks ago, you weren't crazy about Moncrief. I don't think he's the answer at wide receiver personally, but at the same time, I think he's going to be a very good complimentary receiver um, to exactly what they think um, they need. And that's a guy that can go vertical, take the top off the defense. So Dave, unless you have something to say about Moncrief, what's, what pleased you the most this past week? Well, I would have to say, I, I also like uh, the Moncrief signing. I like what they got, the, kind of receiver they got and what they got him for. Um, I like that the Steelers went out and tried to address 
the issue at cornerback. That's very nice. I know they this, from what I understand, this might be the largest free agent contract that they've ever done. Um, I don't know for sure um, that Steven Nelson is the answer. I'm going to say something that you're probably going to cringe at, but to me, he seems like he's an Artie Burns with a clear conscience. He's not, he doesn't, he has a lot of the same skill set, but actually isn't his own worst enemy. Because uh, with Burns, a lot of times, once you, once you lose your confidence, you get that sort of uh, paralysis by analysis that uh, has been thrown around in, in some, uh, um, oh, I think it was Coach Knoll that used to say that, that uh, when you just overthink it rather than just play, you end up being a, a, a half step behind. And then as we see with Artie Burns, he gets four steps behind. So I, I think, I don't know that he's the biggest stud cornerback that I've ever seen, but I like that they made a move and they, they made a decision and they went with it because they have done so much better um, as of late in the free agent market and when it comes to corners than what they have done in the draft. Uh, Dave, quick question. Not sure if you have this in front of you. You know, I like to put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> size comparisons between Artie Burns and Nelson. I know that Artie Burns is over six feet tall. I believe. I think Nelson is five eleven. He's five eleven. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the size comparison is similar. Yeah. Um, well, he, did, he didn't have a bad season last year. A lot of no. fans are saying he was targeted more than any other cornerback. He was. Kansas City's defense was awful. Um, not much of a pat. Oh, they, they did leave the league in, in sacks. I mean, I don't know what to think of this. Um, they wanted Roby, didn't get him. Seemed like this was kind of like their number two option. Um, but Dave, you you overall like the move? You like the acquisition, even for that much money? Um, I like that they weren't afraid to do it. That's that's what I like. So many times, you could see that the Steelers could get somebody, and instead they want to go more bottom barrel. I like that they, they just, they, they ponied up and made the move. Um, I, I don't know a ton about him. I know he has some, he has some very good moments and he has some not so good moments. I've seen highlights, um, of his interceptions. I've seen highlights of his touchdowns he's given up. So I'm not saying that he's going to be Amazing. I think it's going to be his job when he comes into camp and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. It was a high price tag. The one thing I got, cause I reached out to uh, Pete Sweeney, who is the editor of Arrowhead pride, which is the behind the steel curtain.com equivalent for the chiefs. It's a big website, just like BTSC is. And so those big websites, fans trust those sites. They go to those sites often. They're the ones that are, creating and 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 you know they're they're the news sources for a lot of people just like our site is for Steeler fans and he gave me a very a very good breakdown of what he thought of Nelson and he said how the one thing that he always said was he's a, he's only getting better that as they drafted him I think in the third round he, he didn't get to play as much as rookie season. Then he got to play a little bit more in the slot. He can play the both the slot and outside. Although in his press conference today, he said he's primarily an out. He wants to be an outside cornerback. So like you said, I think that he comes in day one at training camp and he is opposite Joe Hayden as the number as the number two until someone beats him out or if they take a draft pick there. 
We'll talk about the cornerback depth chart a little bit later. But Brian, I bring you in here. What were your thoughts on um, Nelson? What were your thoughts on the trade and the money involved and all that stuff? Well, he's not Cody Sensabaugh. So yeah. that's good news right there. I mean, I you know, I thought Cody was uh serviceable, but he was an upgrade over Artie Burns. Um Nelson's an upgrade over Sensabaugh. You still have uh you still have a team that is looking at bringing in a uh, first class cornerback in the first or second round. Um I don't think that's going away. Um I would probably still think that inside linebacker is a, a priority even more because they haven't touched it yet. However, um, if those two guys are the two Devons, if the stairway to Devon is closed, then they're looking at a Greedy Williams. They're looking at a DeAndre Baker. They're looking at a Byron Murphy. Um, so with that being said, you know, he's he could be a placeholder or he could be a uh, legitimate player all year long. He had four interceptions last year. I cannot tell you the last time a Steeler um, corner had four interceptions. I believe it was probably Ike. Um, but stat guy, you could probably tell us that. But look, the entire defensive backfield had like six or seven last year, and that's it. So with that being said, you know, bring him in, do something. You said you were going to bring in a corner. You did it. Um, he was in your price range. Uh, Bradley Roby didn't want to take your three-year deal. You wanted to take a one, approve it. He saw Tyran Math Matthew do it um, and do it to a tune of now multi-year with $15 million. So I, I can understand what uh, what Bradley Roby's doing too. Um, but the only thing that scares me about that whole thing is you know, after the whole debacle with Bell, after the debacle with Brown, are we are, are we looking at the agents worried about even coming here? Um, I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem, but you never know what's in individuals' heads. Um, but not taking the three-year from Roby, you know, I'm cool with that, but I'm also cool with Nelson because I don't care if the, the Chiefs had the worst defense last year defensive backfield last year i care that you have a guy that uh that had a lot of past defenses last year and he also had four interceptions and we did not have that at all in pittsburgh also he had 15 pass breakups so that tells me he's at least around the ball people talk about how he's he's a little grabby for a defensive back and he does have a lot of pass interference calls against him but you know what I'm okay with that sometimes. Sometimes I'd rather them, I mean, look at the alternative, and that sometimes is horrible because it means touchdowns. Now, Brian, I know that uh, Troy Palomalo, I believe, was the last secondary player to have four interceptions. I don't know when the last cornerback had four interceptions. I, I see Dave doing some work over there. I'm sure he's figuring it out for us. I'm going to go ahead and go, and I'll we'll get back to Dave in a second and give you my favorite uh acquisition agreement deal contract whatever the past week and obviously uh the two that you mentioned would be on the forefront but one that happened that maybe not be talked about as much and this was a very weird discussion that was going on between media and fans and blog writers and and anyways it was the them giving eli rogers a two-year deal um i thought that was a very intelligent move for the Steelers. 
I was impressed with what he did in a very small sample size last year coming off that ACL tear. And I think that bringing him back really helps Roethlisberger because he is going to have a slot receiver that knows what he wants, knows where to go. It just gives them a little bit of continuity. And so now you look at their receiving depth and you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who Roethlisberger has a tremendous rapport with already. You have Ryan Switzer, who I think will only improve as he spends an entire offseason with the system. I think you have James Washington, who's due to take a step forward. And now Eli Rogers is back. That gives you four pretty good options. You throw in Moncrief, and now you have five pretty good options. I still think they're going to target a wide receiver in the draft. I wouldn't be shocked if they target two wide receivers in the draft and then really make a good competition to see who's going to actually make the team and how many receivers they're going to keep and so on and so forth. But for me, I was very happy that they got this deal done, even though everyone was reporting, we reported it, NFL Network also agreed, but there were some that disagreed that his contract told to 2019, it's all based on the collective bargaining agreement, how many weeks he played, all that stuff that his contract then just gets pushed over into the next season. That's what happened with Ryan Shazier. That's why he's going to be back without them having to redo a contract. He'll be playing for the league minimum, which I think is $850,000. Correct me if I'm wrong there, if anyone knows. But still, I thought that Eli... Rogers signing was a tremendous signing. It's kind of this under, one of those under the radar signings where you're just you're bringing him back for two years, and it, it's only a positive move for me. And uh, you listen to him. I watched an interview that Missy Matthews did with him after he signed the contract, and he sounded sounded very very grateful just to be back. And don't think that some of these guys, the way that they're answering questions, is not very poignant. Uh, I thought that he was very precise with the words he used that he wasn't going to be a part of the the old regime so to speak he wasn't going to be drama centric i think this is what the team needed to do i thought it was a good move so uh dave what did you think about uh eli rogers being brought back for two more years i was surprised because of the contract that it told that they went ahead and did the two-year deal because they could have had him basically I, I don't have the numbers in front of me of, of uh, they, I don't think they saved anything by doing the two years, um, but I'm not 100% sure. If I'm wrong, I would really like to know because that's the one thing that concerned me is that if it didn't save anything for this year, there was really no more reason to just let him play out um, for the one year. Uh, real quick about the Shazier, part of the reason that it worked for them to be able to toll his contract is that is why they gave him um, all except the league minimum last year that he was due the $8 million plus as a signing bonus and that converted and gave it to him all, all at the beginning was so when the contract told to this year, it would then be at the league min- minimum. But um, if they wouldn't have done that, they would have had to toll it at $8 million again, and which, of course, they wouldn't have been able to afford to keep him around for a player that they know wouldn't be playing. So it was very smart. Uh, very well done by the Steelers to do that the right way. But uh, I'm glad Eli Rogers is on the team. I know Ben li- likes him. I think there's a really good connection there. Um, well, like I said, w- was surprised that they did it, but I'm not upset about it. I-, I think it's I think it's a good good move to have him on the team. What about you, Brian? What do you think about Eli Rogers? Well, first of all, I'm not trying to be correcty correctorson here, but I am under understanding that it's a one year deal when it was first reported. So if I'm incorrect on that, I apologize. 
pretty sure the Steelers. But official... I was thinking it was a one. It it actually um, was originally so reported we... as a one, but then it was okay. corrected to be a two. When it came out officially from the Steelers, it was then reported as the two. So you're not crazy. Okay. It was originally reported that way. Okay, so I'm just not up to date. Um, but with that being said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Eli Rogers. I thought in 2017 he dropped everything that came his way. Um, last year when he came back, he seemed pretty solid, even though it was about uh, two games. 2016 he had a great year. Um, I- I'm just not overly enthused as him being a uh, anything more than a four or a five and I'm hoping he's nothing more than a four and a five he could add some value to the team but really I I think he's just okay hmm I would have I would have agreed with you but last I mean last year maybe it was just the situation maybe it was just the overall importance of the games when he came back came back came back against New England and then New Orleans. I mean, he played. He he had a spark to him. I, I thought he looked really, really good. We'll see how it plays out. Let's go now to the other side of the coin. We just talked about signings that we were happy about. Let's talk about the signings that made you scratch your head a little bit and make you think, what the heck is going on? This time we're going to start with Dave. Dave, which signing or deal or transaction made you just think, what the you-know-what? I definitely, I'm going to go with the Anthony Ciccolo signing. Um, the fact that they are paying him, I think over two years, it's about 4 million a year where the, where they then let LJ Fort go, where he would have been half the price. And that, and to me at a great, was uh, at a greater need to keep LJ Fort than it was Chicolo. I know there was the report that the Patriots offered him the same money. Um, if they were going to offer him that money, I'd have said take it to help balance out the compensatory picks that uh, I'm trying to work on that equation to see how that's working out for the Steelers uh, for next year. But uh, honestly, if Chicolo would have left and gone to New England, that would have helped. But uh, I don't really like him for that price coming back. So I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, if they could have got him for half that price, that'd have been okay. Didn't Ford get um, two? What was his two years for ten? I think I saw maybe. I, I could be wrong with Philly. I know that he got it. I thought he got a pretty decent deal. The Steelers tried to sign him, by the way, uh, and he took a more lucrative deal with the with the Eagles. So I'll have to look that up. I know it was released. I know I saw it on my Twitter timeline, and I just don't remember the numbers as of right now. But I'm with you, Dave. The it was Ch- it was for more years. Ah, gotcha, or it was okay. for more years. Well, he's a journeyman. I don't blame him for yeah. wanting to stay in one spot. Um, I agree with you about Chicolo, though. Uh, I had someone on my show last night in the live chat say, I love Chicolo. He's a beast. Every time he gets on the field, he makes plays. What are you talking about? The one and a half sacks that he had last year? And he saw the field a decent amount. Don't give me that crap. I'm not buying it. Brian, what about you? What made you scratch your head? Anything more than a $50 gift card to Arby's is uh, is too much for Daniel McCullers. And I'm, really, I'm thinking at this point. He would take the $50 gift card, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would. And he could have plenty of Arby's now with what he signed for. But he just does not do enough. You know, that one sack that you were just talking about, Chicolo getting one and a half. But that one big play that, 
that McCullers makes every year is not enough. I don't know why we keep bringing this guy back. Um, it, it just makes me scratch my head. He's uh, he's not as versatile as a uh, as an Alu Alu, and I know Alu Alu is back, and that's good. So that's your number four guy. Um, I'd rather have LT Walton in there than uh, Shade Tree. I don't. I don't know what naked pictures or dirt he has on the Roonies or Tomlin or Colbert. How this guy manages to keep it. He reminds me of office space, you know, where he literally is just doing whatever he wants. You know, he's gutting fish in his office and putting them with his TPS reports. He's going in for those meetings and he's telling them, I don't do anything. And they want to promote him. I feel like this is Daniel McCullers with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, my gosh, this guy's done nothing. He is the giant of a man. You're thinking, boy, this guy would be a nightmare for offensive linemen. I don't think they mind. All you have to do is stand him up and he's just like this big old shade tree that just stands there. Maybe that's why he's called the shade tree because he doesn't freaking move. But I digress. Don't get me started on Daniel McCullers. I do want to talk about what I wasn't happy with. I was going to say, can I say something about McCullers? Yeah, go quick? ahead. Let's all bash on McCullers. I mean, like I said, I've I've wanted to pull for Daniel McCullers for a long time. Being a, a, a basically the largest person in any crowd most of the time myself, I kind of feel for the guy. Uh, I'd like to see him succeed, but I just don't see it. And with the Steelers having 10 picks in this draft, they could have had a backup nose tackle, which in essence he is. I mean, they hardly ever use a nose tackle, let alone a backup nose tackle. They could have had it so much cheaper just having a rookie or an undrafted free agent just come in and take the job. So I, I thought that would have been a position to just save some money. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, did we know the details of it? That just got announced today, so we don't know the details. Even if it's for the veteran minimum, that's still worse than what we could have got yeah. uh, us one of our six rounders where we drafted a nose tackle. Well, and there's no there's no saying that he's going to make the team, and I'm not sure what the dead cap hit will be for him and all that stuff. But here's what here's what ticked me off the most, and it was. Twofold. Everyone knows my feelings about Jordan Berry. Okay. If you listen to my show, the standard is a standard. I know that Dave does. I don't think Brian ever has. I can't. <laughs> what? You, you, you only listen to your own stuff. All right. It's okay. It's okay. I know that is incorrect. <laughs> You're a homer. It's all right. It's fine. It's the okay. difference is I listen to it live. That's true. Dave is a, he's very active in our live chats and everything. But anyways, Brian, just get, mute yourself. Will you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually typing in on the Sunday show before the uh, the whole I mean a week ago and you guys completely ignored the cool things I was saying. <laughs> Sometimes there's a lot of comments. I can't just sit here and stare at everything that everyone's I, writing. I, I know it's like its own I mean, little it's like its own little community. I like Lance better than you now. Well, that's fine. Yeah. A lot of people do. I guess that's fine. Anyways, um, Jordan Berry is I'm not in his fan club. 
And let's be honest, Mike Tomlin, in his in his tenure as a coach, he has had the worst punters, I think, ever. If just think about some of the names that you could go through of just really, really crappy punters, whether it's Mitch Berger, Daniel Sepulveda, um, I know after Brad Wing was another one. Who was the other? I'm, I'm, come on, uh, Brian, step in here. I know you know some punters that I'm forgetting. Chris Gardaki? Was he one of them? During no, he might have been. He might have been in the. Uh, no, he was in the uh, Bill Cower at the end of the Bill Cower era. I know I'm forgetting someone. It was uh, Kapanos. There you go. Oh, Jeremy Kapanos. Yes. Kudos to me there. A little pat on the back. Anyways, that's I have impressive. A, you're welcome. I have a bigger beef, and it's with the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves. For crying out loud, will you all please stop making these freaking decisions in the middle of the night? God bless America. My gosh. Okay, so here I am. I run a website. And when you run a website that is a secondhand news site like ours is, you have to be on top of your stuff. If you're not, no one's going to check your site. Because I pride myself. I try on breaking news to get my article published before I get my ESPN notification on my phone. That's my goal. And so last Sunday... I'm in bed. Next thing you know, I wake up and Antonio Brown got traded. You've got to be flipping kidding me. Next thing you know, we lose an hour of sleep. I'm up early writing four articles about Antonio Brown. Then last night, Dante Moncrief gets signed. Thank God Dave Schofield was still awake. I really I'm giving you mad props, Dave, because you saved my butt this morning on my way to work. I was able to just do some proofing on your article and then just publish. Huge help. I really appreciate that. But my goodness, Steelers, get your stuff together people have to sleep you know i mean this is insane i hope the things calm down a little bit i think it will but at the same time it doesn't mean i'm not frustrated with the process so guys are, are you happy that jordan berry the aussie punter is back the you know to uh, i just love watching his 35 yard punts and his touchbacks constantly guys uh, what are your thoughts dave jordan berry lost that job last season, and they still kept him. They let the better and cheaper punter go and kept him. I've, I've, I've been upset with that ever since. I liked that they kept him over Brad Wing that year. I thought it was better and cheaper. And last year, they had the same opportunity to do it again with a better punter who ended up in Minnesota. Was, his, was it Weil? Is that his name? Yeah. Matt Weil. Uh, yeah, that he was the better punter all through the preseason, and they kept Barry, and I don't know why. So I don't know what – I feel like he's a Daniel McCullers. He must have something on somebody because there he is. What about you, Brian? Well, you know, uh, Jordan Barry used to work the night shift at a Sydney Australian McDonald's, so maybe he knows – the recipe to the secret sauce, and that's what's going on. Because I can't think of any other reason to keep him. I was at week two. I was at the Kansas City game, and his right when the ball was snapped, they were already booing him, and they'd get a reason to boo him. Um, I will say this: I thought his second half of the season was better than his first. He had some decent kick. He had a better second half, but still not enough to keep him. You need to bring competition in for this guy, um, and you need to seriously think about it. But I don't think they're going to. I just think they honor the contracts that they make, and they don't want to look bad, 
and uh, look back from it. And they'd rather those contracts expire. They do that with coaches. And obviously they're doing it with uh, guys like McCullers, just bringing them back just because they can. I don't mind bringing back McCullers or Barry on a one-year deal. I just don't understand why you're throwing the second year in, unless it's strictly for salary cap purposes, which, by the way, let's transition now into some other news, rumors. Can I say of... one thing? Is it about yeah, Jordan Barry? It is. is. It's a Jordan Barry thing. I sure. wanted to bring up uh, Keystone Wolf in the live chat did bring up something that I said during the season last year, the only reason Jordan Berry made it through the entire season last year is because Chris Boswell was struggling and they didn't want to change his holder. He was more important to the Steelers as a holder last year than he was as a punter. Well, that makes sense because our place kicking was so great last year. Well, who would have known what would have happened <laughs> yeah. if they had a new holder? I mean, my gosh. Give me a break. Chris Boswell. Laces out. <laughs> Isotoner <laughs> gloves. Isotoners. I mean, for mm. Boswell and Barry were both so inconsistent last year. That was the name of the game. But a lot of fans are wondering, are they going to make a move? And there's already been some rumors swirling about the potential of that they're courting 30-year-old Justin Houston, uh, from the, who was released from the Chiefs. Look, no moves. Justin Houston... Eric Berry was someone that they were all about that last night in the live chat. And should they bring Eric Berry at safety? No moves. And I don't mean, I mean, none will happen until they free up some cap space. I'll have to ask Simon about where they are in regards to salary cap space right now. But I know that coming into today, they were down around 8 million. And a lot of that went to Moncrief. And then you bring in Rodgers and you re-sign McCullers and that's got to be dwindling. And so you have to keep some space to sign your rookies. And the only way that they're going to do this is by restructuring Ben Roethlisberger's contract, which I would assume is going to happen sooner than later. Now, last week I told Brian I could see it happening before our next show. Clearly hasn't happened yet. But at the same time, that's the only way they're going to free up space to make a move like that now here's my question for you guys let's say that the Steelers are toying with Justin Houston do you bring him in yes or no Brian will go with you first why not well yes. I don't think it's a why not player because it's going to be a lot of money uh, I'm still thinking bring a guy in okay and the, and if they bring a guy in maybe they they choose to uh not do something with bud all of a sudden um We'll see, but I, I'd like to. I'd like to see it. So yes. How about you, Dave? Well, the problem is, isn't the nine plus million for Bud Dupree now what he gets unless they redo? I mean, unless they give him an extension, um, they can't. I mean, I think it's guaranteed now that they would have. They would have already had to have cut him in yeah. order for him to not get paid that. So that's the problem there, unless they trade him. They could, they, they could, they can't reset. I don't believe they can resend it, um, you know, now, but at the same time, they could re renegotiate a new contract. They could say, Hey bud, let's, let's get a three-year deal done. And they could change that cap hit from 9 million this year to, I don't know, four. And that would save them 5 million in cap space. So that there's options there. Um, I'm not as down on Dupree as a lot of people are, as he, Living up to the first round billing, no. But he was also, I think he's shown some improvement. So we'll put it that way. 
Uh, before we get into our stats segment, I do want to ask you all what you thought of two other teams in the AFC North. Um, the Cleveland Browns, which, my gosh, have they shaken the NFL landscape with their free agent acquisitions along the defensive front. Most notably, though, their trade with the New York Giants for OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., and then you have the Baltimore Ravens who let players like C.J. Mosley, Terrell Suggs, they cut Eric Weddle, um, Zadarius Smith is gone, and then they make a splash, though, and they bring in Mark Ingram, and they bring in uh, Earl Thomas at safety. So my question for you guys is, what are your thoughts on the AFC North shaping up? Where do you see the Steelers and all these teams falling? I know it's still the offseason, but as of right now, just looking at the roster, Brian, will go with you. First, what are your thoughts on everything that's gone down the AFC North? The Bengals have been rather quiet. Um, what are your thoughts on all the stuff going on? You know, first and foremost, uh, think about the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles when they signed everybody and they were they were supposed to win the Super Bowl that year and they really didn't come close. Um, I think the Browns are going to be much improved. I think the guys they're bringing in are, are tremendous. Um, you know, even even the guys we're not even talking about um you you got to remember they're they're bringing in guys all over the place that aren't aren't even the big names um however i just don't uh i'm not buying it yet because you know the coach kitchens has no experience he's never been at this level before and you're putting a lot of egos a lot you're putting a lot of uh, chefs in the kitchen and sometimes that just doesn't translate into wins. So I uh, I think that their haul that and everything they brought in was better than what the Baltimore Ravens did. Those are big name splashes. But look, Ingram, Mark Ingram, the second, he's in the twilight of his career. I know he's thirty, but for a running back. Um, I really don't, he didn't have the wear and tear on him last year, um, doubling up with Kamara, and he did that uh, two years in a row in that platoon. So I really uh, I really think when he's in there full time that it's just not going to, it's just not going to be the same. Um, so I'm really not worried about him as much. Um, then you've got a guy like, like Earl Thomas, who definitely he has not been healthy the last couple of years. His biggest his biggest play in the last couple of years was given the finger to the Seattle crowd, um, and really that's that's Baltimore in a nutshell. Um, so they've they've got another tough guy coming in, giving the bird. So a a new Raven, a bird that gives the birds in Birdland. There you go. But I'm not, I'm not scared of that. I think they're going to be. Uh, nine and seven, ten and six team as well. I think uh, Cleveland's going to shoot up there around eight and eight, nine and seven. Pittsburgh's gonna gonna struggle, but still could win the division at an eleven five or ten and six. So I I look at years where they lost some, where they lost some big name free agents. We've seen it with Barry Foster in in uh, ninety five. We saw it in two thousand five. When they uh, when they lost Plexico Burris and uh, they went to the Super Bowl both both times that year, uh, both times um, in those separate years. So I really think the window isn't closed on Pittsburgh. It's going to be a sexier division, um, not including Cincinnati. Cincinnati, welcome to the basement. 
it's all yours, all alone, and it's going to be pretty neat at the top, but I still think it's Pittsburgh's division to win. What about you, Dave? Um, championships are one on paper. You know that the Browns are now um, in Las Vegas. They have a greater odds of winning the Super Bowl right now than the Steelers, if you wanted to go put some money on that. But uh, you just – you never know how it's going to all come together. You never know how it's going to all come together. We've seen it with that Eagles team. We would see it all the time with the Washington Redskins making the big splash in free agency and everything. Um, I commend Cleveland for going for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're trying to make the moves and whatever they, whatever they can to make their team better. I think it's going to be that before it was, oh, well, that's just the Cleveland game before. That, that, that You can't say that anymore. You're going to have to take them seriously, and you're going to have to have to show up with your A game in order to win that game. It's not just going to be, well, here, here comes the cakewalk. Um, I was really surprised about the Ravens, um, how much their defense is changing. I'm not saying it's getting worse. It's just changing. Um, that's an awful lot to lose, especially a, a, a good locker room guy like Suggs. I was, I was actually kind of disappointed to not see, to see him not end his career in Baltimore. Although I know he is going back home when he goes to Arizona with him, uh, going to Arizona state. But, uh, I, I saw something today. I don't know if he said it today or if it was yesterday. I don't generally, I don't watch a show with just one of those clips I saw on Twitter. I'm like, oh, let's see what he has to say. Cause it was Colin Cowherd talking about how the Steelers are going to win the division next year because of the four things that he thinks are key to success, ownership, GM, head coach, quarterback. And in the, and in the AFC North, the Steelers have the best ownership, the best quarterback, arguably the best head coach in his opinion. And, and I guess the guess the way he said it was a more than adequate GM. So We'll see what happens. We'll see how the draft pans out to see how, how it all is going to play. It is going to be interesting, and I think Odell Beckham Jr. adds a new dynamic for the Browns, but at the same time, we've seen it time and time again, not just in Pittsburgh. You put a bunch of superstars together, and all of a sudden, they all want the football, and there's only one football to go around. And Although I don't think Nick Chubb or even Kareem Hunt, if he comes off the suspended list, will be guys that are going to complain about it, but Jarvis Landry, even though they're boys, it goes back to college days at LSU. It'll be interesting. Now the Ravens, I've never been a one that thinks that Lamar Jackson is the answer. I don't think they're going to be, uh, they'll be competitive, but I think they'll probably, I think they're going to get, I think it's good. People are going to catch up with it. I think the defense is going to figure it out a little bit. They're going to have, to have some wrinkles. He's going to have to throw the football. I'm going to stick with what Lance Williams said comes down to who's your best quarterback. And I think Ben Roethlisberger is still the best quarterback in the division, bar none. And so that's what I'll go with. I'll go with Ben. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Ben Roethlisberger has made much less in terms of talent at wide receiver look amazing. So I think with Juju and Eli Rogers and Moncrief and Switzer and James Washington, even if that's your crew going into the season, I trust that Roethlisberger can make them look just fine and that the offense will continue to roll if you have that running game they'll be they'll be good so with that said uh we'll end that segment let's go to your stat geek segment there dave welcome back your stats are back uh brian did a great job in your stead uh let's go let's get it started yeah brian did do a really nice job with that i i was uh very very happy to see that i know he might not have liked to have done it uh but he did i do have the answer to that question posed from earlier 
about the four interceptions, but I'm not going to tell you yet because it'll give away. It's going to give away an answer to something else I was going to ask. Um, we're we're going to look at some cornerbacks tonight. That's a very appropriate saying. That was the biggest free agent signing that the Steelers had. But uh, I know Brian's going to know the answer to this because he looked it up for last week's. And I'd actually started this before I even listened to your guys' show from last week. So I'm like, oh, this will be good. But this is going to set up all the rest of them. Who was the last Steelers cornerback to make the Pro Bowl? Go ahead, Brian. You, know, you should know that. <laughs> <laughs> the last cornerback to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, I guess I'm not paying attention because, well, it. Uh, you answered it last <laughs> week. It wasn't. Gosh, I did. Um, <laughs> Rod Woodson? Jeff? Because it wasn't Ike and it wasn't Deshay. Uh, no, it wasn't Deshay. That's for sure. Um, might be Rod Woodson. I'll go with, I'll, I'll agree with Brian here. Um, I would you're, you're, you're semi-correct because... Rod Woodson uh, was in 1996, but in 1997, you guys talked about it last week. He was playing both positions. Carnell Lake was Carnell Lake, so they did have back-to-back okay. -back Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah. But technically, he was playing corner. And from everything that I looked at, even on the Pro Bowl list, it said safety slash corner. So I'm like, I don't know if they even said which one he was actually elected as. So it was either 96 and Woodson or 97 with Lake. Uh, we'll say it was 97 with Lake because basically the rest of my questions were based off of this time. And that is since that 1997 season, how many cornerbacks do you think the Steelers have drafted? That's 21 years now. How many corners do you think they've drafted? I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go with 20. Brian, what's your guess? Fellas, I don't know the question. Um, I'm having I'm having trouble. Like, I'm having connection problems. Okay. Um, so I know right, you man. answered 20, and it was how many quarterbacks? How many quarterbacks? So I don't, I don't know the question. Since 1997. Oh, okay. Um, so let's take a look at this. There was a couple, uh, a couple number one draft picks. Um in there, I would probably go with, let's go with 16. I should have just stopped this because Jeff got it exactly correct. That's it right. Was, it was 20 corners in That's 21 right. years. So there was a few years where they drafted more than one, um, but in a, just a couple years in there. Um, well, okay. Well, then since Brian brought it up, how many did they take in the first round out of those 20? Uh, we had two. Brian, I'm also going too because I'm going Chad Scott and Artie and, Burns. Uh, Artie and Artie Burns. Burns. Chad Scott was drafted before because we were looking from 1998 and on. Oh, screw you, Dave. It, it wasn't oh. since since <laughs> okay. someone to the Pro Bowl. It wasn't since then. It was yeah. So it was so yeah. So it it was just it was just the Artie Burns. Um, any idea? How many of those? Uh, oh no, we'll go with this one. Out of all the, out of those twenty corners that they have, who do you think had the most interceptions? 
Brian, you want to go ahead and guess first, or do you? I'll give you a hint. It's the answer to your question that you had me look up earlier. The only the, the last Steelers corner to have four in a season. He was drafted. Shea Townsend. That would be correct. He had four. Yeah, he had four in a season. Uh, I can tell you exactly which season. If you give me a second, he had he had four in two thousand four. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then and he had all in all. Now, when I say the most interceptions, I'm meaning as a Steeler. Um, I'm looking at players what they did uh, as, yeah, yeah, or right, with the Steelers. Right, right, yeah. um, he had 21. Um, he had 21 interceptions. So, um, um, who? Let's see. Where where was the other one? Um, who had the most games started for the Steelers at corner um, since, since 1998? And I'll give you a hint. It is not Deshae Townsend. He was second. Actually, he was third. Sorry, he was third. I don't know. I I played for a while. I will. Uh, I'll go with Ike Taylor. I'll go with Ivan as well. Uh, that would be correct by a lot. He started 140 games for the Steelers. The next closest was uh, William Gay with 87. I was going to say Dwayne Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, D Dwayne. Uh, how out of those twenty corners, how many of them do you think actually st- was officially credited with starting a game for the Steelers at corner? Out of the what? Out of those twenty players okay. drafted since nineteen ninety eight, how many of them do you think actually ended up starting at least one game for the Steelers at corner? Ten. Yeah, let's. I'll go twelve. Uh, Jeff's the winner because it's eight. Only eight of them started games. One of which was Cam Sutton, who has started two games. So, um, it's been a pretty bad stretch since, uh, Mike Tomlin came in in 2007. I'm not saying that Tomlin does all the drafting. I have to clarify that for some of these articles, because sometimes we say under Mike Tomlin with the draft, it's just a starting point. Using the 2007 season is a really good starting point because William Gay was drafted in 2007. He started 87 games. Um, he's the only one, um, that was anywhere close, but since 2007, um, well, since William Gay, they've only had four different corners start games that they drafted, um, which the next most behind William Gay was actually Artie Burns with uh, with 31 starts. Um, I'll do one last question just, right. just to kind of show. because we Well, because it looks as if who are our starting corners shaping up to be this year going Nelson, into camp? Nelson and Hayden. Nelson and Hayden, neither of which was drafted by the Steelers. Correct. When is the last time that the, that there were two corners that started the majority of the games, we'll say 10 games, for the Steelers that were both drafted by the Steelers? I'd have to go say Ike and uh, Desha, um, Shea I'm Townsend. Gonna, I'm going to say Ike and Brian McFadden. That's pretty good oh, guesses, but actually you're both right with Ike, but it was actually in 2010 with Ike and William Gay. Wait a second. Brian McFadden, wasn't he? Didn't he start? Uh, yeah, but he was before William Gay. But I'm saying, saying the oh, last, you said the last, okay. The last, the last one. one. 
So the most right. recent. Gotcha. So that would have been uh, 2010. I was kind of surprised looking at this list. Um, let's see. Out of all those corners that they drafted, at least one, two, three, four. Um, four of them never never even played for the Steelers because you got to count Senquez Golson. He technically never played. Uh, wait, five of them because Shaquille Richardson never made the practice squad. Um, it It was pretty good. You know, in the in the early two thousands, but it's it's been kind of tough since. Here's the thing that the just as a little aside as we end this, um, second round pick Ricardo Coakley never started a game for the Steelers. Well, well, I mean, if you're getting into that type well, of history, it's not good. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, I remember him playing. Well, wait a second, he played. Yeah, but he never started a game. He started a game. Huh. That that was the biggest surprise I saw with a lot of this. My biggest surprise was when they drafted him in the second round. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, not only did they draft him in the second round, they traded up and uh, really could have gotten Bob Sanders. They traded with the Colts. The Colts took Bob Sanders and uh, with the pick that uh, the Steelers traded to him. Hey, Coakley so did have an interception. It would have been nice to have uh, Sanders and Palomalo. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so let's not. Talk. Yep. Gosh, the Steelers' history at cornerback is depressing. Um, so let's talk about what the upcoming depth chart is going to look like. We already mentioned Nelson now on the team is going to at least enter camp as probably the number two opposite Joe Hayden. There's no doubting that. I would think we all agree that Mike Hilton's going to be the slot number three guy. And then you have kind of a, a race for number four with between Cameron Sutton, Brian Allen is going to be in the mix and then potentially any other defensive back guys. Well, I think we all agree. Yes or no. The NFL draft should include a cornerback this year. Dave, yes or no? Yes, but it now doesn't have to be nearly as high as what it was going to have to be before the beginning of the week. All right, Brian? Yes, it does. Uh, yes, they do. Okay. But you can't forget about Herb Waters, number 35, <laughs> that is also a cornerback <laughs> on that team. He's 6'2". <laughs> He's 6'2". And you were just discounting what I, you... You know what Herb Waters can do. And uh, he probably played in the same defensive backfield as Artie Burns in uh, at Miami, Florida. And we've seen, we've seen it with Mike Hilton being in the same backfield as Senquez Golson. So please do not sleep on one Herb Waters. Oh, Herbie Waters. You know, I, I, <laughs> I try, I try not to laugh too hard because like I said a few weeks ago, when you brought up the, the, the late, well, not the late, but the great Frank Webb was that if there, there would have been a time where if we were doing this show three years ago, you would have said, don't forget about Mike Hilton. And I would have laughed at you and said, yeah, Mike Hilton is a camp body. And look at it now. Mike Hilton's a, a, a name everyone knows in Pittsburgh. So I shouldn't laugh at these guys. Yet I do. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So here's my question for you, and that is Artie Burns. They're not going to – we're all going to agree they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. But what is your leash for him this year? Because my feeling is you go into camp thinking we're not have, – we have I, have I have – we as the Steelers have zero expectations for him this year. Because you're not going into it thinking he's got to be our number two guy opposite Joe Hayden. You just you just picked him up in free agency. You don't need him to be number three. What is your approach with, with Artie Burns? Brian, we'll go with you first. What's your um, view of how are you handling this going into his last year of his rookie deal? Brian, there we go. Well, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking they're going to trade him. I'm thinking he's going to go for a seventh round pick to the Arizona Cardinals or who's something like that. Who's going to Artie Burns? The Detroit Lions. But who's going to want him for anything? He's awful. But he's a former first round rounder, and everybody looks and says, I could fix him. Look at all the women over the years that thought uh, they could fix Nikki Six and guys like that. You know, so I mean, everyone thinks that they have the power to fix somebody. You know, a guy like that for a team like Arizona or Detroit, yeah, bring him in. Well, and the give Steelers do that kind of stuff too. What did what did they give up for Justin Gilbert? Justin Gilbert. Is it, wasn't that his name? The corner that was like Oh, Justin Gilbert. Yeah, they gave up a a sixth, I think. Yeah, because he was a first-round corner taken by another team, the Browns, who didn't do any of their research on him and realized that he had a very fragile emotional state that the the Steelers knew they were going to have to kind of get him in the right situation if they were going to take him. And the Browns took him way early without even interviewing him. And it just basically ruined his career. The Steelers did give up a little something just to see if they could resurrect it. And yeah, it didn't work, but it was, it was low risk for them. I could see someone else taking the same kind of flyer on Artie Burns. Not that the Steelers have to trade him. I mean, he's going to be your number one. Well, I guess, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Cam Sutton will beat him out. Who's to say either of these guys make the team. We'll just have to see. That's true. So I, I last question here before we kind of wrap things up and go into our either or segment is what's your comfort level with the secondary? Because when we talk about issues with the defense, we always talk about inside linebacker after Ryan Chazier's injury. And we always talk about cornerbacks. What is your comfort level with the cornerback situation now that they acquired Nelson knowing what we know about uh, Artie Burns, where is your comfort level with them Going into 2019, Dave, we'll start with you. Um, I'm happy with it, but once again, you you got to hope that you don't get one of those big injuries. You know, with, with Joe Hayden, I mean, he, he missed one game last year, I think. You just got to pray that he doesn't get injured. So as long as they're injury-free, I think that they're all right. I would I would love nothing more than for... Artie Burns to have a fire lit under him to say, hey, I got to show I belong in this league. And they actually have competition for starting um, because players are playing well, not because there's a competition for who else are we going to put out there? What about you, Brian? 
Brian. You know, and I'm thinking uh, along the lines that I'm feeling so much better than last year. Um, going into last season, they did nothing to upgrade the corners. So uh, this year, with uh, I'm sure they are going to be drafting somebody. And uh, you still have guys like Sutton that are uh, still worth a look. So I don't think Burns is going to be there, like I just said a few minutes ago. Um, but I still feel better about this this uh, secondary. Okay, so yeah, I agree. I think the secondary is a work in progress, but I like the way it's trending. As my Tom would say, their arrow is pointing up. And so it has been an absolutely crazy week for the Pittsburgh Steelers on a lot of fronts. Players gone, players signed, redone deals, and the news is not going to be slowing down anytime soon, I feel. I would expect Roethlisberger to get an extension tomorrow. If it doesn't happen tomorrow, it would be over the weekend. Um, there's going to be stuff that continues to happen. So with that said, I hope everyone knows to check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is obviously where this whole thing got started. Okay. It's the best. I think it's the best Steelers website on the internet. And that's not just because I run it. It's because we have shoot Dave. How many articles have we published the last two days? Probably like, I don't know, like 14 or 15 a day. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it was crazy. Cause I was looking for stuff that was published early in the morning. Cause I wanted to go back and check something and man would I have to scroll down far just to find it. Yeah. And our, our comments have just been out, out of this world. I and mean, we're talking hundreds of comments per article. So check it out and obviously you want to check us out on youtube if you didn't know we have youtube uh just go to btse steelers radio and the youtube search engine subscribe like we appreciate all the sharing you can do and also understand that there's only three shows on youtube but we have five shows total the other two you have to listen to are on audio podcast platform that's a that's brian steelers hangover with tony and lance's yeah i said it you can find those on any place that you get your podcast that's stitcher that's spotify that's iTunes, that's Google Play. Just search Steelers, and we'll be one of the first options and subscribe so you don't miss anything. All right, now we get to our the best segment of the night, and that's our either-or. If you're new to the show, what it is is, is we have a little fun. Um, we basically ask each other questions of you have options, either-or, and it doesn't have to be football-related. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Brian normally goes way off from the football tangent, uh, but nonetheless, that's his right. So, Dave, you're back. You're ready ready to go, I hope. What is your either-or for the night? Well, first thing I want to say is that I did miss some of this stuff the past couple weeks. I would have liked to um, – I really missed, missed not being a part of the serial conversation last week. That would have been a good <laughs> one. Um, I, I Props to you for bringing up Cracklin' Oat Brand. That was going to yeah. be my number one healthy cereal. <laughs> uh, wish you could have thrown some life wow. in there, perhaps. Would life um, be considered healthy cereal, though? Yeah, and anything that that gets soggy in forty-five seconds is because it's healthy. <laughs> um, really that's just healthy. the way it works. Really uh, I, I'm also very glad that I dodged the question about who my wife thought I would be from some TV show I have never watched before. So uh, thank you for 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 leaving me out for that one. But um, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ask something kind of puzzling tonight. Well, first of all, before I do, I do have to say I know I am wearing uh, my my Bumblebee AB jersey. Uh, this was my original outfit that I would wear. Um, to games since I restarted making sure that I could get back to games every year in Pittsburgh, especially now that I have season tickets. Um, I'd retired this outfit for the last couple seasons to go with the helmet. 
but uh, I brought it back for one last hurrah tonight. So then I can pack this away in the closet and probably never see it again. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys something quite puzzling. Oh, and I was following Lance Williams's uh, lead with that one. Um, I'm going to ask you something quite quite puzzling, and that is what puzzles. When it comes c- comes to puzzles, what is your favorite kind of puzzle? Would it be a crossword, a Sudoku, or just the regular old did? jigsaw puzzle. Now, I actually thought since it was a puzzle question that I would see it if I could answer the puzzle. So I actually have what I think you guys are going to say right here. And I want to see if I can answer the right puzzle about puzzles. <laughs> Who's going to go first? Um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, for me, and we'll see if you cor- answered correctly. I uh-huh. I would say a jigsaw puzzle. Well, I I somewhat got that right. What I said is, Jeff, I don't really do puzzles, but I'll say jigsaw. <laughs> that's what I that's what I thought Jeff's answer was going to be. So I don't you, really do puzzles, but if I do, it's jigsaw. <laughs> that, that's what I I thought Jeff would say. Um, I wasn't as creative with Brian. Jeff's our Dosecki's guy. Yeah, I I thought so. Uh, I, I I was straightforward with Brian. I just thought he would just answer the question. So I'm I'm a jigsaw puzzle guy. I get one for Christmas every year, and uh, I have two that are waiting for me to do it. Um, so I love jigsaw puzzles. All right, well that I that, which is good. I did not get that one right. I'm glad you're a jigsaw puzzle guy. I know you're also a big trivia guy, so I thought you might have gone with the infamous crossword because of being able to answer all those fancy questions. Um, I can't spell, so that's why I don't do crosswords. I am a big jigsaw puzzle guy as well um, because of of being with the family. I I had to retire doing from Sudoku because I love numbers. I love doing those kinds of puzzles, but sometimes I could, I could get obsessed. I would not put it down until I got it. I had the most difficult puzzle I'd ever had before. Oh my goodness. This was over 10 years ago. I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning working on the puzzle on the Sudoku to get it right when I had to get up at five o'clock to go play basketball. So uh, that's when I retired my Sudokus, but great family time at jigsaw puzzles. Um, love them. Can't get enough of them. There's always one on our table upstairs. All right. Do you have, you missed a week. You just two weeks. Do you have any other ones or is that all you're bringing to the table tonight? Oh, you're going to make me have to do. Oh, that's right. You guys have been doing too. You, no, I, we'll come back to you, Dave. You can think oh, okay. about it. You don't have to do it. Okay. So here's my either or for that. We always let Brian go last. Uh, so my daughter's, my wife turned them on to the show uh, Little House on the Prairie. Okay. And they watch it on Amazon. And uh, clearly, sometimes I'm in the room when it's on. It's it's not it's it's not that bad. But, you know, you, you realize like the pioneer settler air time period was, it was rough living, you know? So my question is, would you rather live in like early North America, early United States settling time, settlers time, or would you rather live way back in Europe's think black plague era? Big difference there. But at the same time, there's different risks, different reward. Um, Brian, I'm interested to hear what you would have to say to this. What, what era would you rather live in? Well, first of all, the only Game of Thrones I'm ever playing is on the toilet. So I'm just telling you that right now. Um, 
<laughs> I I would I watched uh, Little House with Michael Landon way back uh, in the seventies and the early eighties, and I I could probably do that. I I feel like I could be a trailblazer in America, and so I I'd be all up for that. Okay, what about you, Dave? Sorry, I had I was still muted. Um, my wife's a very big Little House of the Prairie fan. She actually was just reading a book that was. That was that was uh, another version of it, but she's like, "Wow, this is more adult than I expected it to be." So I'm not going to go into what kind of <laughs> stuff it ended up being. Um, she she felt embarrassed because she actually recommended it to her father. She's like, "If he reads that, he's going to think I'm terrible." Um, but no, I, I I would so I, I would so do the 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 Little House of the Prairie era. I would I would do that. I could do I I could see if I could make that go. I grew up in farm area. So I feel like uh, we were we were fruit farm. We had uh, we had about 200 fruit trees where I lived. It wasn't. I mean, we had a bunch of gardens and stuff. So I had to work those pretty good. I don't do that anymore because I got my fill of it when I was that age. But uh, but yeah, I would I definitely go for that area. Era. Uh, when I thought about this question, I had to go with the the little house in the Prairie Western Settlers era because as a child of the 90s. I was, I feel like I've been trained for this by the Oregon Trail. I mean, that this, the Oregon Trail has gotten me so prepared for if I ever had to live on my own. I mean, you have to know whether you want to caulk your, your little uh, wagon. I mean, what if you get dysentery? I was going to say, um, Jeff, I would dysentery. <laughs> I would always, I would always go out and I would, I would always go out and kill way too much food and not be able to carry it. <laughs> Brian is looking at me right now like I'm nuts because Brian, you know what the Oregon Trail was, right? I know you're older than me, but you know what that was, right? Oh, I know Oregon Trail. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. I was like, dang man, I know Brian's tired, but geez, he's, and it's he's coming like, back. Yo, I saw it at Target. They have a little handheld game. But uh, I was just about ready to say, guess what I got for Christmas this year? Did you get the Oregon Trail? I have the handheld Oregon Trail. It is fantastic. Uh, intro introduced my kids to it. Uh, probably gave them too many pointers because it seemed way easier this time. It's like you almost had to try to go out of your way to 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 not make it. But hold on, Brian. Before we go, I just want to say that someone by the title Frank V in the live chat stated that I bet Brian would love to live when the golden girls were young. <laughs> Wait, you didn't finish it. Cause he said, thank Hello you for being a Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed the, I missed the front end of that. I heard golden girls. He said, so I, we... he said, I bet Brian would love to live when the golden girls were young. LOL. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff. Frank, you know, Brian too. Well, you might be a regular listener. You, you've, you've gotten to know him better than you think. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I was going to say this now that I've learned so much tonight. Now that we've talked about little house on the prairie, I know that if the log cabin is a rockin', don't come a knocking because now I'm <laughs> going to read those books because Dave said that they're a, Dave said that they're a, a little adult, and now with the Golden Girls, if the Lanai is a rockin', just come on in. They don't care, especially Blanche. <laughs> so, 
All right, Brian, it's your turn, yeah. man. It's your turn. Um, you either or. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with television as well. And I wrote an article last week um, before the ent- entire Antonio Brown fallout. And I compared it to uh, George Costanza trying to get fired from the New York Yankees by pulling the trophy, eating strawberries on ba- um, while wearing Babe Ruth's jersey, um, and the such. So then Jeff and I started talking about all these great Seinfeld moments. So I started watching it on Hulu like crazy. So my question to you, fellas, is this. If you are going to break up with somebody... Let's go back in time, because I know you're not going to break up now. But if you were breaking up with somebody, what would be the main factor? Would it be the fact, would it be vanity? Would it be the fact that the woman had man hands? Or would it be the fact that she shushed you in public? What's Uh, worse? So those are the two that you picked out of all of the cheap (laughs) reasons they dump people on that show. You chose man hands and that she shushed you. Um, Dave, go ahead if you know your answer. Uh, out of those choices, I'll go. I'll go with with. I, I care less about the shushing in public. I'll go with the man hands. I just referenced. Was that today or yesterday? I just referenced the one with uh where where she dropped the toothbrush in the toilet. And he didn't get to stop her in time. He didn't get to tell her in time before she started using it. And he couldn't get close to her again. Um, that one was my favorite reason. Um, to, but I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd, I'm not a big fan of the man hands. If a woman ever ate her peas one at a time, that would be enough to do it for me. But with that said, I would say <laughs> I would say man hands as well. And to this day, if I'm around my brother. And my brother and I have this, we have an on, we have like a dialogue that's nothing but Seinfeld and movie quotes constantly. And he'll say, Hey, can you get me a beer? And I'll say, Harry, and, and he'll take the top. I'm like, that's not a twist off, which is what Jerry Seinfeld says when she just scratches <laughs> a beer with her man hands as she just takes the lobster and just rips it in half. So man hands would definitely be a reason for parting ways. We'll say so. That was a good one. What about you, Brian? Oh, you know, first of all, don't shush me in public. That's that's the answer. <laughs> I don't want to be shushed by a woman in public. So uh, that, that's the big thing for me. He actually took her back. And then the fact, then the reason he ended up breaking up with her is because she liked the Dockers commercial, which I thought was even funnier that uh, he couldn't get behind. But when I was in college, the man hands don't bother me because when I was in college at UPJ, I used to I used to hang out at the women's basketball kit house because that's where the least amount of guys were going, and I figured I had more of a shot than they did. So there were a lot of taller women than me, and I've never had a problem with tall women. And so if man hands came along with it, that's fine with me. Oh, that's such a great show. I could we could talk about this for hours now. Dave, we'll throw it back to you. You if you don't have another one, that's fine. But I'll give you the chance since you missed a couple weeks. If you if you have another one, I could do one. It's not going to be nearly as fun All as right, doing well, man hands. That's fine. That's so fine. so I'm I'm okay ending with man hands. That's good. That's good. And you know what? It's a good spot to end. Um, for all of those, we had a lot of people watch live tonight, guys. Uh, almost 200 at one time were watching live. And I really appreciate everyone that's in the live chat. 
that is with us seemingly every time we're on YouTube that chimes in and, and even if it's just pops her head in and says, Hey, what's up? I always appreciate that gentlemen. As always, your time is valuable. I appreciate your time. I, I ask you, make sure you check out all of our podcasts, not just this one, not just the ones that are on YouTube. Find us in all your all the platforms. Subscribe. We appreciate it. Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We will see you next week for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.